Hello folks, I'm John Myrie and welcome to the Wisconsin Northland Outdoors. On this week's show, we have reports and tips for you from Jarrett McCarthy down at Hayward Bait and Bottle. And then we talk ice fishing with Hayward Area Fishing Guide Mike Best. Lots to cover on this week's show, all coming up right after these messages. Find your perfect Can-Am ATV or side-by-side at Hayward Power Sports. The all-new 2023 Can-Am Outlander ATVs were redesigned with the rider in mind for unmatched fun and value. Hit the woods or trails with models starting at $5,999. Plus, for a limited time, take advantage of a $500 rebate or 2.99% financing on select models. Looking for a side-by-side? The Can-Am Defender is the perfect utility side-by-side that's extra tough on the worksite, the ranch, or wherever you need to get the job done. Feel the adrenaline surge in the high-performance Can-Am Maverick, or get the best of work and play with the ultimate crossover, the Can-Am Commander. Claim the side-by-sides that fit your needs today and enjoy financing as low as 1.99% for 36 months on select models. Make every hunt a success, every trail ride an excitement-filled adventure, and make light work of your heavy-duty jobs. All with a brand new Can-Am off-road vehicle from Hayward Power Sports, just 10 minutes east of Hayward on Highway 77. Offer subject to credit approval. See dealer for details. Riding along in my automobile. Bumping into things unexpectedly? Make your first choice for collision repair. Ernie's Auto Body, featuring the most advanced collision repair facility in northwest Wisconsin. With a state-of-the-art spray baked-down draft paint booth for that better-than-new finish, laser technology for precision frame alignment, loaner cars available, computerized estimates, written guarantees, and documented unmatched customer service, the clear choice is Ernie's Auto Body, south of Hayward on Highway 63 and Nursery Road, where quality is no accident. Lynn's Custom Meats and Catering welcomes you to stop by for their great lunch menu. And while you're there, Lynn's also has a great selection of custom cut meats and sausages, as well as many varieties of snack sticks, jerky, fresh cheese curds, and much more. Lynn's is open Mondays through Fridays from 9 to 5.30 and 9 to 4 on Saturdays. Lynn's Custom Meats and Catering in Hayward. Today, anglers fish longer. Today, anglers fish harder. Today, anglers rely more than ever on their electronics. It all comes down to catching more fish, and today, anglers rely on Amped Outdoors lithium batteries, period. Visit AmpedOutdoors.com today to power your outdoor experience. We're recording this week down at Hayward Bait and Bobble again, talking to Jared McCarthy, and Jared's a whole new year out there. It's a whole new year, and it actually feels like winter out there right now. It does, and we're making a little bit of ice. We're not getting super cold yet, but at least it's making ice instead of dissolving ice. Absolutely, and I see some of the super cold on its way. I see a couple of nights coming up where we're going to have some single digits, which will go a long ways for shoring up those shorelines out there. You know, as we got into the new year here, you get any reports of anybody getting out there? Actually, yeah, we're having uh, quite a few people that are getting out there. They're working to get out there. You know, they're planking from shoreline or they're, you know, finding other ways to access good pieces of shoreline that have been uh, sheltered a little bit and have a little bit more ice. But, yeah, there's plenty of guys getting out. Well, let's talk a little bit about walleyes. Usually by this time of year, we're not talking walleyes, but we're almost talking first ice now. It's it's really unique, and I think a lot of guys are really taking advantage of it. I'm hearing a lot of chatter from guys that are coming into the shop. It's kind of like an extension of your early winter bite for walleyes. A lot of these fish are still up shallow. You know, we've had a lot of that clear ice lately, and um, a lot of that sunlight is still getting down in there, keeping those weeds healthy, keeping all those panfish up, sh- up uh, shallow still, and those walleye are right there to keep feet and so we haven't seen a lot of those fish move out deep yet and that's awesome because you know the ice right now is uh, preventing us from getting out there 
you know, and we've got a little bit of snow on top of it now, and that's going to make it a little easier getting around. Uh, there's probably beds that have blew off at a lot of places, though. Yeah, yep, yeah, make it a little easier to get around. It also makes those fish a little bit less spooky because, you know, if you go out in four or five feet of water and you drop a camera down, you can see your silhouette, you know, plain as day up top there. And uh, uh, with a little bit of ice, you know, every footstep that you make, uh, you know, that sends a, a sound or a, uh, vibration down through the water further than you think and you know a lot of those fish will pick up on that and they'll move off well a lot of people don't realize that sound travels way way faster in water than it does through air and so basically any noise out there over the top of these fish and that's why um i'm one of the supporters of if you're going to go out and do early ice walleyes early ice kind of anything if you're going to fish with set lines you know more power to you get out there get your holes drilled early get your tip upset and then get the heck away from all your lines so those fish can come through there undisturbed yeah if you do insist you want to try jig fishing them you want to get your hole drilled and be very quiet sitting there jigging really quiet especially on some of that early ice especially when you don't have any snow because every time that you move a little bit in that shack you know usually your whole shack moves and you get that awful scraping sound on the ice and that goes a long way down there the other thing people set tip-ups for is pike and we've got some pretty good pike fishing and have you hearing any reports on that i'm hearing a lot i'm seeing a lot you know i'm seeing some videos going up on youtube from some guys in the local area hearing a lot of people that are getting out right now they're getting some really nice pike out there um which is good because pike are a really really good table fare out there if you're looking to do anything for the new year's for uh frying some fish you know and that's probably the number one resource we have is that there's abundance of this pike we've got lakes that they actually want you to take some of the pike out of yeah absolutely you know they're a great white meat you know they fry up well they pickle well you know there's a lot of different things that you can do with fish it's just getting a little bit of practice with that extra set of bones in there yeah get the bones off and the slime and people i mean uh, eric tui made a good tip a couple of weeks ago just use some uh, vinegar on the rag and wipe it and the slime comes right off and so they're nice and nice to handle and you can flaying them out yeah absolutely that or wipe that slime all over your jacket because there's nothing better <laughs> when you come in smelling like you're catching northern pike <laughs> <laughs> well let's talk a little bit about panfish i know that's your favorite thing to go after and uh, getting to be one of mine as i get older too but uh how about the crappie fishing out there you know the crappie fishing it's tough right now because you know a lot of guys can't get out to the basins yet. We're starting to get to the the edges of them, depending on what lake you're on. But uh, a lot of those fish are just sitting out there waiting for us. And, um, you know, we've still got some fish, you know, crappies and bluegills that are in roaming some of the weed lines that are still good, you know, with uh, this early ice conditions that we've had. You know, those weeds are still good. Um, but a lot of those fish have uh, will have remained untouched for probably a good two months by the time we even get out to those fish in the basin uh which will be awesome because it'll be game on for a week or two before everybody goes out there and um does the damage out there and those fish will get a little bit more spooky but yeah we got some good fishing ahead of us for crappies and gills i think right now if you want crappies you pick a lake where the deep basin is 15 feet and then you're probably going to wind up with a better ice out there versus the word lake where it's 30 feet absolutely you know i was on a couple of lakes before the warmth you know and i was probably got out to about 18 20 feet of water or what have you and i had a solid five six inches so you know in those lakes that have a shallower deep basin as weird as it sounds um those fish will be out they'll, they'll be roaming around as long as you've got ice to get out there you know it's pretty easy to get on top of those fish if you can take a look at a map and just kind of identify hey you know these fish are moving off this weed line out into this deep basin or what have you so it really stands out on a map and they're pretty easy to get on to once you're out there you know deep is a relative term to the lake you're on you know it doesn't have to be 40 feet of water if the, if the lake is 10 feet deep that's 10 deep water to the fish out there yeah absolutely and i've seen lakes that are 10 feet deep and you know those fish are 
are you know in the eight or ten foot hole that's on the lake and you know you know it's just looking at the uh um sets of the maps how about bluegills uh that's going to be pretty good right now yeah we're seeing some guys that are getting out on bluegills on a lot of lakes most guys are fishing over the weeds right now they're running you know tungstens and axes and spikes or what have you but uh nothing huge coming out you know a lot of lakes around here are meant for more for numbers than they are for size but we're seeing some nice eight eight and a halfs coming out making some good meals I know you got all your ice fishing gear in here, and you got a big selection of shacks and uh, just about anything anybody needs for ice fishing. But you've been going crazy just putting up the stuff for next open water season already. Absolutely, you know we felt so much like we were in open water in uh, December. We decided to start putting some of the stuff up. But uh, yeah, absolutely. If you're looking for a new auger, new shack, tip ups, chicken rods, anything your heart desires for ice fishing, you know we've got it here, and you know we're starting to put some of the summer gear up right now. Just getting ready i know we're a ways ahead but uh if you don't have it done before the open water comes you know you're too late so uh got a lot of new product in here from rapala for this upcoming year some really really cool stuff so come on in and check it out either way when you said open water it kind of reminded me of something one of the other guides told me he said just before christmas he was out there and he looked out the window and he saw somebody trolling in a boat somebody jigging and there was somebody with a tip-up sitting on shore <laughs> same lake <laughs> i'm starting to think about some of these lakes with open water i'm going to put a life jacket out there and throw a tip-up right in the middle and see how far i can float that thing out <laughs> floating tip-ups anyway jared i want to thank you for coming on here interesting tough thanks for having me john well, folks, you know, we need to take a break right now and hear from some of the fine sponsors that make this show possible every week. And when we come back, we'll be talking ice fishing with Hayward Area Fishing Guide Mike Best. So stay tuned. We'll be back right after these messages. Hunters and Anglers, Hayward Bait and Bottle is your one-stop sport and bottle shop in Hayward. They have a huge selection of ice fishing gear, including portable shelters, power augers, electronics, beaver dam tip-ups, ice rods, and just about anything you'll need for ice fishing. They also have archery supplies, bows, crossbows, muzzle loaders, ammo, and much more to help you enjoy the outdoors. While you're there, check out the bottle shop for a full selection of beer, wine, and liquor, too. Hayward Bait and Bottle is your one-stop sport and bottle shop. The Hayward Lakes Visitors and Convention Bureau in Sawyer County, Wisconsin welcomes you to our Northwoods hometown. No matter the season, no matter the activity, you'll always be surrounded by our great outdoors. What more could you ask for in a vacation destination? Woods, waters, world-class events. Contact us for information on lodging, dining, attractions, events, trail conditions, and more. Order your free vacation guide and start planning your getaway today. Visit us at haywardlakes.com or call 1-800-724-2992. Get the deal of a lifetime on a new Lund from Hayward Power Sports. Truth is, our 2023s arrived late and we missed out on early season sales. So we have a huge inventory of them, but desperately need to make room for the 2024s. It's the perfect storm for incredible deals. From the entry-level Lund Adventure to the awesome Lund Impact XS and everything in between. They're all rigged with Mercury outboards and offered at blowout prices. Get your new Lund at Hayward Power Sports, just 10 minutes east of Hayward on Highway 77. Welcome back to another segment of this week's Wisconsin Northland Outdoors. And this part of the show was brought to you by the Hayward Lakes Visitor and Convention Bureau. For more information on lodging and vacationing here in the Hayward Lakes area, check out their website at haywardlakes.com. Well, folks, you know, one of the guides I get on here from time to time is Hayward Area Fishing Guide Mike Best. I had a chance to talk to him the other day on the phone about ice fishing and what we can expect and what's going on. Mike, great to have you on the show here again. Been a while since I've had you on here. Yeah, thanks, John. 
I know we've got some trying conditions when it comes to ice out there. We started to build some pretty good ice, and then we got all that rain and kind of messed up the ice. And there, there's still some ice and some guys getting out on some of the smaller lakes that froze up pretty good before all this warm weather, though. Yeah, so what we found is, you know, we fished, oh, that week before Christmas, we fished a lot of different smaller lakes, and we were finding up to even eight inches of ice. And then, you know, that Christmas Eve, Christmas Day rain, where I think we got, what, you know, inch and a half to two inches of rain, it just kind of depleted. It went down. We actually had tip-ups out in front of my brother's house on Chicagoan, and we had uh, six inches on Christmas Day. The day after Christmas, we were down to two inches, and we had to put a plank out to get out to get our tip-ups out, and then it got to the point where it just wasn't safe. So it went it went pretty fast. I talked to a couple other guys that went out uh, yesterday. They checked six different lakes. They were able to get out, but they just said that it wasn't safe. Well, we're recording this uh, just uh, coming into that New Year's weekend here, and it looks like we're going to have some cooler temperatures coming in, and I think we'll be back to building some ice again. Oh, yeah, and that and that's the thing. So the lakes that we're seeing, there's water on them. That will freeze up. You know, all the them little lakes will freeze right back up and we'll have really good ice again to get back out there and fish. We haven't seen these kind of conditions for, uh, we've had some winters where it's been like this years ago, but uh, it's been, you know, so radical different from last winter. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've I've been around here since 91, and, um, you know, I remember years where we didn't have snow, but it was always cold, and we had ice. I don't ever remember a year that we didn't have, you know, ice where you couldn't get out on the lakes. Last year was a little different where we had so much snow that it made it difficult with slush, but we still had ice to get out on the lakes. Well, there's been guys out in boats yet. Uh, as we go in to into the new year, there's been open water out there. Oh, sure. I seen, I have a cabin on Round Lake, as you know, John, and, and there was guys out there fishing. Uh, funniest thing I've seen, there was a guy trolling, there was a guy jig fishing, and there was a guy with tip-ups fishing on the ice in the in over there by schoolhouse bay and you can see all three of them at the same time so give you an idea of what's going on for weather right now well i know you've been doing some open water fishing but you've been up on the big lake lake superior right yeah actually there's a there's a really good bite on lake superior right now um we've been going out of uh washburn or bayfield and going up by the suny onion and trolling around you can get all the cohos you want right there uh, there's big schools you run, just any bright colored j- or any bright colored Rapalas or, you know, we use Bay Rats, we use uh, Bombers, you know, the bright colors and we're getting, uh, we were up there today and we got uh, plenty of fish. Well, that should hold up for another couple of weeks yet because that won't freeze up for another. Well, two- water temp right now, we had, uh, we actually had 49 degrees, um, out on the big lake, but in the har you know, in the harbor where we put in, we had uh, 37. So it won't take much to freeze up the landings. Uh, two weeks ago, I was up there, tried to go out of the bay, and all the landings were froze up. Uh, second landing was froze. Uh, the the landing in town was froze up. Uh, those opened back up, but you know, we get you know by Monday, Tuesday, those be locked back up again. 
Well, you know, that's actually a tremendous fishery up there on Lake Superior that uh, a lot of people that just don't capitalize on, they don't go up there. But you you got to be a little bit careful going up there, too. You do. And, and the thing is, you got to look at the wind, you know, and, you know, the big the, the big thing is five to ten. Uh, and if you got, uh, you know, westerly winds or southwest winds, offshore winds, you know, you're going to be fine. If you got anything with an end in it, northeast, northwest, uh, you got to be careful because you can, you know, that's it can come across that lake and you can get some big waves. Well, you know, once we start to cool down here and we start getting <clears throat> buildings and a little bit more ice than we've got, I don't know if we're ever going to get to where we want to be out there with pickup trucks and stuff this year because it's just, uh, you know, it's going to take some serious cold to get to that condition. But they'll be able to get out with snowmobiles and ATVs and stuff here, you know, probably sometime in January. And uh, what, oh, do you, for sure. what are you expecting out there as far as fishing? We're going to see first ice conditions or not, for, you know, it's going to be different. Well, it's in, as you know, by this time of the year, usually the walleyes are done biting because our first ice conditions are over. But like I said, on Nimicoggin, we set tip-ups out over Christmas and we were catching walleyes like it was first ice. You know, so the walleyes are still in, you know, that shallow water, you know, shallow mud basins. Um, we fished some bluegills on the Macogan and some crappies in 68 feet of cabbage weeds. So it's still early ice conditions, and it will be until, you know, you get some good ice and snow on there. Well, it's yeah, just, because you've got good weed growth out there yet because you get oh, light penetration. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, as long as we have uh, not a lot of snow on there and you've got that really clear ice, uh, you get enough light through there creates weeds and weeds create oxygen and the bait fish and everything's there and, and the fish will stay shallow in that condition yep that's for sure you know is when once we start moving out deep though and we'll get sometime in this winter we'll get some snow on the ice and we'll start losing some of that vegetation and so in the fish will start moving deeper though won't they yeah you you know i think everything's going to be a month behind you know our December pattern is going to be January. Our January pattern is going to be February. Yeah. Um, you know, so things, I, I honestly don't think the fish will start to move deeper until we get, you know, until we get some good snow cover. You know, everything's going to be shallow until until probably, you know, end of January. You're giving the, the panfish out there, especially a little bit of a break right now, though, that they're not getting pounded like they normally would. Yeah, and that, that's an interesting topic. I mean... You know, right now, I mean, you look all over the Midwest right now, Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, you know, all these fisheries right now are, are begging for people to come, but they can't have them come because there's no ice. And, and I mean, think about how many fish would normally be caught between the first ice season and now. And literally the amount of anglers out there is, you know, little to none. It will help the population for sure. Well, yeah, you know, and it doesn't get any better from the years go through because as every year it seems like we've got more and more things that become an advantage to the fishermen out there. Things like forward-facing sonar and everything else. It just got to the point where, you know, I, I'm thinking at some point we're going to have to see more regulations put on the panfish, especially crappies. Right. Yeah, and that's coming. You know, the DNR, and they, you know, I think we'll see um you know five fish ten fish limits i mean you go to i was surprised i fished in minnesota a little bit this last fall and i couldn't believe how many lakes had a five fish 
bluegill limit on it. And, uh, you know, I was like, geez, that's crazy. You know, they must, they must think their bluegills are real important. And, but it was crazy when you caught a bluegill, it was the smallest one you caught was eight inches, you know, and we were getting tens and elevens were common. And, uh, so, I mean, Minnesota has started doing that the last couple of years is bringing their limits down. Crappies are at 10, uh, bluegills are at five, perch are at, uh, 20. Where it used to be a hundred and and for perch, twenty five crappies and twenty five uh, bluegills, and I even think farther back it was fifty bluegills and fifty crappies. Well, I don't know if you know what's going to happen here on Moose Lake up here in the Hayward area for next year. The bag limit on crappies is going to five, but only one of the five can be over twelve inches. So that the whole purpose of that is trying to restore some of them big crappies that we used to have in a lot of these lakes and particularly this lake and that and i agree that's good for some lakes but like you look at a fishery like nelson lake where i mean we you fished it and i fished it for 25 30 years and you know it used to have big crappies in it and big bluegills and now it seems like everything's small and you can still you can go out there and catch a hundred crappies and a hundred bluegills and they're all you know, under, you know, they're still small. And that a lake like that needs a little bit higher limit and needs, you know, a little bit of pressure on it to take some of them fish out of there. Yeah, but I think, I think though that, you know, even if you need a higher bag limit, you should have a restriction on how many fish you could take over 12 inches if you want to see some of the big ones. Oh, for sure. Yep. Yep. I mean, exactly. And even when I guide, it's funny when people are fishing and I'll, I'll catch a, an eight inch crappie or a nine inch crappie and I'll throw it in a live one and they're like, that's too small. I'm like, when we clean it and eat it, you'll never know the difference. And then they'll get a, a 12 inch crappie and say, let's, let's, you know, they're all excited about it. I said, they'll take a nice picture of it. And I said, and I'll throw it back. And they're like, well, that's the one I want to eat. I'm like, you're not going to know the difference. Just throw it back. That's the one that, that creates the eggs and produces all the fish, you know, keep the smaller fish, the ones that, you know, are, that are in the system that are, uh, you know, they're not going to hurt to take them out. Well, folks, you know, we need to take yet another break and hear from even more of the fine sponsors that bring this show to you every week. And when we come back, we'll have the second part of that talk we had with Hayward Area Fishing Guide Mike Best. So stay tuned. We'll be back right after these messages. Hey, folks, come on over to Hayward Ace Hardware and check out the area's largest selection of firearms, ammo, and accessories. We carry top brands like Browning and Sig Sawyer, and we have a great selection of the newest and hard-to-find models. We've got a large selection of ammo with more coming in daily. If you need a scope, we carry great brands like Leupold, Hawk, and EOTech. And we'll even mount it and boresight it for you, too. We even sell suppressors and silencers. And don't forget to check out our Guns of the Week. Huge discounts on a variety of pistols, rifles, and shotguns that change every week. So stop on in to Hayward Ace Hardware, your firearm superstore. Hayward Ace Hardware, Highway 63 North in Hayward. Or give us a call at 715-634-8700. Hayward Animal Hospital is a full-service medical and surgical hospital featuring on-site laboratory, digital and dental x-ray, in-house pharmacy, and online store. Dr. Ostrander has 40 years of experience dealing with illnesses, injuries, surgery, and dentistry. Hayward Animal Hospital offers urgent care appointments and emergency surgery daily. Please call early in the day for these appointments. They open at 8 a.m. Hayward Animal Hospital is located one mile east of Hayward on Highway B. Call 715-634-8971. If you'd like to have your time fishing be more enjoyable and productive, hiring a fishing guide can be a good investment. Whether it's learning more about fish patterns throughout the year, learning how to use your depth finder to find the best spots and fish, learn how to use that GPS to get the most out of it, 
or learn better boat control. A day on the water with a guide can really help you to be a better angler as well as make a day on the lake very enjoyable. To book a guide trip this year or get more information, you can find us on the internet at www.wiscnorthlandoutdoors.com and then just click on Area Guides. Welcome back to the last segment of this week's Wisconsin Northland Outdoors. And folks, we're going to jump right back into the second part of that talk we had with Mike Best. Well, yeah, you know, and, and a lot of people don't realize that the advances we've made in fishing, whether it's the equipment, the gear, the knowledge, the electronics and everything else, it's gotten to the point where, you know, it, it you can learn how to catch crappies, for instance, uh, or walleyes just by going online and and fishermen are getting more effective out there oh for sure i mean electronics have come so far and uh people are catching a lot more fish and they're going to have to restrict the limits or we won't have any fish to catch right you know and, and there's guys out there saying they should outlaw some of this stuff but i i can't see that ever happening because it's just the logistics of of that i think we're better off to be trying to look at getting more progressive when it comes to the the limits out there and then the people need to realize and start thinking about you know how many fish do we really need to keep to eat it's it's fun catching fish as long as we yeah. keep catching fish and we harvest them all we won't be able to keep catch very many right and i i i actually came up with a concept on the live scopes i know it's a big topic about outlawing it and i i own one and i use it and i love having it and i catch a lot more fish with it but i could see where in the wrong hands it becomes a very dangerous tool but I, in my opinion, if it ever got to the point where they wanted to outlaw it, I would say, well, rather than do that, just make it so if you have a live scope and you're fishing, you can't keep any fish. You know, you can use it to go out and look for fish. You can find fish. You can catch all the fish you want with it, but you can't keep any. And, uh, you know, even as a guide, if you're going to take people and they want to harvest fish, then no live scope. If you want to go out and just catch all the fish and and return them back to the lake, you can have the live scope on your boat. Well, you know, the uh, interesting thing about the live scope and all forward-facing sonar, too, though, is I'm getting – I've seen this myself, and I'm sure you have, too, but I'm getting more reports from all over you know, the Dakotas and Minnesota and everything else. And I've said this before on the radio that – and these fish seem to be getting kind of scared from it. I mean, they get hit with that power beam from that sonar, and they'll actually move the other way a lot of times. Oh, we're, yeah, we've seen that. Fish we were catching early on with the live scope, we're catching right underneath the boat. And now we're, we're buying lures that we can cast, you know, as far as you can. And we, we're, we have to scope them at, you know, 75 to 100 feet out to catch them. And and you get one or two and then they're gone. I mean they're they're evolving and they're they're figuring this out that it, they're not going to hang around when they feel that ping, especially when every boat's got one. You know, our biologist said it's almost like an arms race out there. He said the the, the anglers get better, the equipment gets better, but the fish get smarter. Yep, exactly. And you you remember back in the day? I mean, even like just use gulp alive for example. It's the only thing we ever used. 10 years ago, you could put gulp alive on, you know, one of them little minnow shiners on and throw it out there and catch crappie every cast. And now it works, but it doesn't work like it did when it first came out. And and we've seen that with all products, you know, in the pros and stuff have a certain bait that works. They don't release it to the public because they know once everybody has it, the fish will learn it and they will stop biting it. 
Yeah. Well, you know, there's there's more out there than we re- begin to know. I'm going to be talking this winter about some stuff that I've talked about with the biologists and I've dug into it a little bit where you've got uh, two different genetics in any species of fish. You've got more passive fish and you've got aggressive fish. And we may be catching all the aggressive fish, the ones that will bite, the ones that grow the fastest. So we may be taking them out of the population and leaving right. the ones out there that won't bite as quick. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Lots of different things out there. A lot of things. Uh, Mike, uh, anybody wants to get some information on your guide service and, and getting out? I know you've got other guides you work with, too. Yeah, so I, I run Grand Pines Resort um, on Round Lake, which is a, a great place to stay. And then we've got uh, a guide team there where we can get you out on the water. If you go to grandpines.com, you can see our different cabins and our motel unit. And then uh, if you call that number, you can book a cabin and and then ask about our guides and we can get you out there as well fishing. You bet. Well, you, I want to thank you greatly for coming on here. A lot of great information there. We talked about what was going on earlier this winter. And as we kind of, it, it, everything has been way behind this winter, it, it definitely. Yeah, but it will catch up. Hopefully we'll just have a little bit longer spring to you know, hopefully we'll be fishing into March and April like we were last year. Well, hopefully we don't get all of winter all within a, a two-week period. <laughs> that could happen, yeah, exactly. too. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mike, thanks a lot for coming on here right. and talking to us. All right. Thanks, John. Well, folks, you know, we're about out of time for this week's show. I'd like to remind everyone out there that if you miss a show, go to our website at WNORadio.com. And from there, you can link to, to our podcast site and the show is also on Spotify and Google Podcasts every week. And also, if you're looking for information on vacationing and lodging here in the Hayward Lakes area, check out the Hayward Lakes Visitor and Convention Bureau website at haywardlakes.com. Thanks for listening, folks. We're out of time, and we'll be back again next week with another interesting show for you. Listen with me, I'm gonna take you there to our Wisconsin outdoors, our Wisconsin outdoors. This program has been produced and hosted entirely by Wisconsin Northland Outdoor Communications. Any and all views expressed are not necessarily those of the station.